0: I'm Tanner Olson, and this is the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Here we talk about hope and heaviness, creating and continuing joy and sorrow, life. And God, questions and answers and everything in between. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually, to eventually keep going. Welcome. back to another episode of the walk a little slower podcast. I am just happy to be here. And I'm just happy that you are here as well. I am so excited about today's episode. I get to have my friend, my, my now friend, Kayla Craig on the podcast. We talk about her brand new book, Every Season Sacred. It is a beautiful book, a beautiful resource for families. It is a book uh, of reflection, prayers, and invitations to nourish your soul and nurture your family throughout the year. I, I found Kayla's work on Instagram during the pandemic, and although I am not a parent myself, her, her words... Uh, her prayers, her thoughts, her reflections are absolutely beautiful. And I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation together. I'll tell you more about Kayla. Once the conversation begins, I, I tried to do this thing where I, uh, I, I, I gave her in for her, her intro and her background right before the episode. And I don't know if it worked or if it didn't work, but anyways, you know, this podcast, it's always a little, eh, a little messy. You never know what you're going to get. And that's, we, we we like to call that authentic. This This is an authentic podcast. Anyways, when the episode is done, make sure to check out the show notes. You're going to want to follow Kayla along on on, on Instagram and her website and her blog and her her Substack and all the good stuff. And I think you're also going to want to get a copy of her book, Every Season Sacred. There'll be links in the show notes. So make sure you tap in there when the episode is complete. So anyways, here's my conversation with my friend, Kayla Craig. Today's guest is Kayla Craig. A former journalist, Kayla is adamant about paying attention and embracing curiosity in her work as a writer and podcaster. She writes nuanced, nurturing prayers as liturgies for Professionally, she writes, produces, and edits prayers and podcasts for Christian spiritual formation. Kayla and her pastor husband, Johnny, live in the great state of Iowa, where they're raising four young kids who join their family via birth and adoption. When she's not playing Legos with her sons or advocating for her daughter with disabilities, Kayla can be found sipping a strong cup of coffee. She's the author of To Light Their Way and the recently released, and in my opinion, highly acclaimed, Every Season Sacred. Lastly, Kayla is my internet friend and soon to be my real life friend. And you're about to listen to our very first conversation together. So Kayla, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored that I get the title of internet friend and soon to be real life friend. This is goals.
0: It's happening. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> like I said, that was my very first time reading somebody's bio or intro with them on the call. How did I do? <laughs> did I miss anything? I feel you know like what? I missed you, a lot of things. You brought,
1: a, you brought a lot of energy. It's always so surreal to hear bits of your life being you know read and shared because as you know, we're so much we're so much more and so much more layered than what we can, you know, share in a bio. So um, <laughs> it yeah. always feels a little funny to hear, like like we were saying. But uh, thank you. Thank you for that it, kind introduction.
0: Of course. In, in bios, they make us feel so like... This sounds so bad but like special when it's like no 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 that's yeah. not like when people are like oh you've done this and you've done this and you've done this and like yeah but that's just because it's my job like we could talk a lot about what you do as well too right, you know but exactly. yeah it's just interesting okay but my first question for you is uh when someone asks what you do mm. what do you tell them because you do a lot of a lot of things so right. i gave the bio based off of what the internet says but when <laughs> someone says hey what what do you do how do you respond to that
1: yeah well i mean i think at the core of my heart and what i do i am a writer you know Mm -hmm. i love to communicate with words it's what i feel like my vocation is i feel like it's where um maybe my gifts meet with where where God has has placed me and how I might be able to serve others by letting them borrow the words when they don't have their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the the core of what I do is, you know, so many things, but mm-hmm. always kind of leads back to writing in some form or another.
0: How did you get into writing?
1: Yeah, well, my, my background is in journalism. So I studied journalism in college. And like many of us before that, I was like editor of my school newspaper. And I was entering like writing contests for the local paper. And I just loved working with words. And I I, I always have. And so I studied magazine journalism in college and worked at magazine publishers. I worked at newspapers um, and loved it. And uh, now I still do some editing freelance on the side, but my real heart is um, exploring faith and inviting others into it through through writing.
0: That's great. Do you have, I, I think one of the things I, I like when we meet other writers is like, how did you get to where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had this, like you loved it growing up, but what were some of those steps that you took to get to where you are? Now, because you don't like work for a company or a magazine or a journal, but you write for your own. so so mm-hmm. how did how did liturgies for parents begin?
1: Yeah. Um, well, gosh, how far back are we going to go, Tanner? Okay, let's go all the, let's
0: go. Because I I don't want people to think like, oh, it just kind of happened. I think that's one of the. the
1: Yeah, I've been a professional writer for more than, you know, 15 years. And that is what my education is in. And so I was working, you know, kind of working my way up in the journalism field. And my husband and I adopted our son, Joseph, and Mm -hmm. he was one when we adopted him. And I knew that my priority then was to form attachment bonds with him Mm -hmm. and spend time with him and get to grow alongside him and learn each other and make sure he felt, you know, safe Mm -hmm. and known and loved. And so I was learning how to be a parent Uh, to a one-year-old, you know, (laughs) and I stepped away from my position at the newspaper, but continued to freelance. And then Mm -hmm. right around that time, that's when we really started seeing blogs on the scene.
0: Yeah. And
1: so I thought, well, I'm a writer and I'm not working full-time now, so maybe I'll just create a blog on the side. And, And I think that just kind of became, in some ways, this online journal, you know, that so many of us were doing. We were just kind of like, type, 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 send. And I don't know who's going to read it. And we started, you know, kind of finding each other and finding our little spots where we felt understood and where maybe somebody was inviting us into their experience or their story. And we thought, well, maybe I can share my story too. And so um, I think as I was kind of coming of age and becoming my own adult person, Mm -hmm. newly married, becoming a parent, I was processing a lot and a lot of it had to do with my faith and kind of, Mm. you know, making that faith my own and not just um, what it was passed on or not just what I was told, but really kind of experiencing um, God in in deeper and more thoughtful ways. And so I kind of processed it through paper, right? I processed (laughs) it through blogging and started connecting with others and you know, that kind of led to creating podcasts and connecting with more writers. And so just as time went on, uh, I just continued to write and connect. And in early 2020, before the pandemic, before kind of the, the racial reckoning that our country had before so much just kind of fell upside down, I was thinking, you know, we've been through a lot. <laughs> mm,
0: <laughs> this was before yeah. all of that,
1: and I thought, <laughs> um, I thought maybe I could offer some words to put to that when we are just, you know, plumb out of words. We don't have anything mm. left to say. Maybe I could offer some prayers to borrow because at this point, I had four children and our daughter Eliza. Um, She has Down syndrome and quite a lot of different disabilities Mm -hmm. due to some seizures. And she had been very, very sick. And she was in the pediatric intensive care Mm -hmm. unit. She was three years old. It was just a cold that just wreaked havoc on her lungs. And she was really in that thin place. She was really in the space between life and death. And it was awful. It was so awful hard and i had no more words and and like you said my husband's a pastor people were coming in saying we're praying for mm-hmm. her and i just was kind of like it feels so empty like i cannot yeah. pray right now i'm mm-hmm. i'm sad i'm angry i'm confused um it was just you know one of the lowest points of my life and somebody gave me a small book of very short prayers and i felt like that was a lifeline for me because i didn't have to have the words i could borrow somebody else's so i think that was in the back of my mind as i was thinking maybe i could now give other people the words somebody gave their words to me maybe now i can give words back um to other people that might need them so i started an account. Called Liturgies for Parents. And um, it started gaining a lot of traction as (laughs) what do you know? Everyone's home. (laughs) Yep. And we're all staring at their screens. Yes, exactly. And we're like, is the world ending? Like, what is going on? You know, it was a scary moment for all of us. And so, uh, gratefully, I feel like maybe some of the words that I was sharing resonated with others as we were kind of like, Processing what in the world mm. is going on? Who am I in all of this? Who is God in all of this? And so that's when I started sharing kind of short prayers, breath prayers, mm. my take on like a modern liturgy, just a prayer that can be shared. Um, and that's kind of where um, that gained traction. And then I ended up writing my book, To Light Their Way, which is a collection of prayers and liturgies. Um, and then that kind of led to the new book that I wrote every season of sacred. So it's all connected. Um and it's like, you know, 20 years ago, I could have never imagined you oh, know sure. where I would what I would be writing or how I would be writing and um you yeah, know, looking back, hindsight is 2020, 20, but in the moment, um when you're kind of like wondering if it, is what I'm writing matters, um mm. it's hard to see. Yeah.
0: And then when you look back, At you know the years of writing and the the different things that you wrote, it's almost as if like, yeah, something was happening more than I could see that God was at work in all of this, preparing for something greater than I would ever know. I, I loved what you said of how like, you write words really for other people to borrow, prayers to borrow, and that began with somebody giving you a book of somebody else's prayers would you would you mind sharing one of the prayers that you've that you've written that you've posted that you've shared
1: oh absolutely um so in liturgies for parents is an instagram account and one of the prayers i wrote is a prayer for the memories we hold and it's an adapted excerpt from every season Sacred, my new book oh god of memory help us to remember what matters For we are prone to forget. We so easily forget your promise to love us and never leave us. We forget that you are good and that we can trust you. We forget that who we are lies in you, not in what we produce or the image we project. Help us to hold The memory of your presence in our lives so we may be present to our current reality. Help us to be awake to the people in our lives and the places we go. Help us to remember the good times shared among our family. Let those memories surround our hearts and sustain us for all that is to come. Amen.
0: Oh, good. It's just so good. Um,
1: I'm just aspiring to be on your level, Tanner.
0: (laughs) Oh, there's no level. You already surpassed it. Uh, Now now I got to catch up to you. Um, What I love about that, not only the way that you read it, there's also going to be, is there going to be an audio book for your upcoming book?
1: You know, I just I have a podcast called Liturgies for Parents and mm-hmm. I share a weekly prayer. And so that's kind of where I get to read the prayers. I don't as of right now, I'm not sure that an audio uh, book is planned just because it's, you know, kind of sure. interesting format inside. But yeah, people can hear more prayers on on the podcast and they can hear your prayer. Oh, that's that right. Podcast. Yeah. That's right. I loved writing mm-hmm.
0: that. I loved writing that. Well, you've you've already said so many things that I want to like <laughs> go back to and talk about and pull this out and pull this out. Uh, but I really do want to talk about your upcoming book. Well, by the time this podcast is released, it will be out and available for all. It's titled Every Season Sacred Reflections, Prayers, and Invitations to Nourish Your Soul and Nurture Your Family Throughout the Year. When somebody asks, you know, what is this book about? What do you tell them? I think that's one of the harder questions is like when you write mm-hmm. something, when you create something and someone says, well, you know, sell me on it, sell me on it, like right? tell me what it's all about. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, this and be like a practice for you. So what's yes. the, what's the book all about?
1: yeah, it's like distilling the essence, right? Take mm-hmm. three hundred and fifty yep. pages and and give me one sentence about it. It's about caring for your soul so you mm. can care for your family.
0: You've thought about that answer, haven't you? I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, and and with your um with all the things that you your family has has gone through together, um what like, what led to this collection? Like, mm-hmm. was it just like a thought, an idea? Was somebody saying, hey, would you would you write this? Or was this kind of the thing that you thought was, was next to release?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did hear when I wrote To Light Their Way that people said, now, could you give us some prayers to share with others, right? This To Light Their mm-hmm. Way is just very kind of insular. It's you praying kind of alone with with yeah. the book. And Every Season Sacred um, is a journey throughout the year. And each week features two small prayers, one that's kind of easier language, a little more accessible, maybe younger people that you mo- know might pray it <laughs> a little easier. And then there's a little bit more of a poetic um, prose, kind of liturgical sounding prayer too. So there's, um, you know, just in with those alone, there's more than 100 prayers um, kind of in the book because I wanted to to resource the parents that had reached yeah. out to me, you know, and, and the caregivers and, um, you know, even just spouses like wanting to pray together, you know. So I wanted to make sure that was a feature, but I really thought, you know, as as a parent, I feel like there are so many books out there that tell you what to do. And it's really overwhelming. And oftentimes yeah. I don't even necessarily resonate with it or or even agree with it. And so I wanted to create a resource that was a little more contemplative, um, mm-hmm. that allowed you to experience God in new ways, but in your actual life. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. turn away from the pain of the world, but it also doesn't yeah. turn away from the wonder that's nestled in, you know, going for a fall walk. But, you know, also doesn't ignore that like our world has some really awful things in it. And there are lots of places where we just grieve and we lament. And so, what would it look like to count every season sacred? And so, it just kind of journeys through each season. It starts in fall and goes into winter and. You know, we kind of reflect on on the faith seasons of our lives and the natural seasons, and all that that has to kind of offer us um, the seasons of kind of the church year and the church rhythms. And so I kind of play off of all of that and what kind of it ends up with. Is this is this full integrated collection that I hope is a resource. So there's each week as a reflection. Um, I don't call it a devotional because Sometimes I hear devotional and I'm like, I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you ever we're feel that the, way. We're the
0: same person. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes.
1: So it's yeah. a little, it's for, it's for the grown-up, right? That's reading yeah. the book. And then there's scripture that you can turn to on your own if that feels like a resource for you. And then there's a breath prayer that goes along with that theme. And that's all for the adult reading the book. And then it turns into um, now what? right? So I want to resource you tangibly. And there's a bunch of questions that are open-ended. I'm, you know, pulling from that journalism background, these open-ended questions where you can actually journey into a more, more thoughtful um, conversation with your family, you know, and, you know, people know who's in their family and, and their kind of personalities and ages and stages and what would work best. But, you know, I say like, pull one or two of those questions and then talk about it when you're in the car. You know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but it's just to get into where you're having more natural rhythms and natural conversations of of connection together and talking about God and our relationship with Christ and talking about, is our family living that out? You know, yeah. are we changed in the inside so that we can truly live into these rhythms of compassion and mercy and justice and and really journeying together. So it's not just, you know, navel gazing, for lack of a better word, but it's <laughs> it's kind of this comprehensive embodied faith together that, that kind of goes through the whole year. So it kind of takes, it could take place. There's so many great, you know, resources out there, but it could kind of take place for a lot of different devotionals. You know, you don't need to go buy a specific Advent devotional or Lent devotional. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of wrapped into one.
0: I I love it and what I what I love about it and I, and I say love about it when I've only written read a few <laughs> pages but I have flipped through and like looked at every single one is mm. it it's timeless mm. you know there it is it's a timeless book where it's not like you need this you're going to have to buy it again next year and the year after that but it's going right. to be something that lives on and continues and you know and one of the things that I get from you know, just our conversation, but just the the things that you share online is, um, and maybe this resonates with you is when you write or when you create, it sounds like you're just saying, I just want to help. I just want to help. Mm. help. Does that, yeah. does that track?
1: Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. That is, that is really the heart. You know, I always say like, grab and go, find what works for you, leave the mm. rest, mix it up, make it your own. Like, I want it to, to resource, um, everybody Mm -hmm. because, you know, we are so tired, Like everybody is just so tired, so exhausted. And so I don't want it to be another to do or a how to, but just kind of a a guide for the journey or somebody kind of walking alongside you, letting you know, you're not alone.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, have you walked through this with your family so far? Or some of the pages. I Well,
1: I kind of tested it out on them, right? Like yeah. as I was writing through the different seasons, I would kind of be like, "Hey," as we're eating dinner, <laughs> you know, I'm asking them questions that kind of have more winter themes, and they're like, "Mom, what are you doing?" You know,
0: <laughs> I, my
1: kids right now are between the ages of seven and thirteen. Oh, um, fun. So it's really fun, but yeah, one of the things I wanted to offer uh, people who who. their order in early were little conversation cards and those Mm. have been really helpful because in the moment I don't remember any of the questions you know there's hundreds of open-ended questions in the book but like you know my husband comes home from work or my kids come home from school and I'm like default to how was your day and I'm like this is you know this is not great I should know better. (laughs) We all need those kind of (laughs) handholds.
0: Yeah. It's not Um, a bad question, but it's like, are we really going to do this one again? Like, let's go. And it sounds like you just, you're ready to go a little bit deeper than surface level. And I think that's what this book does is, uh, you know, the questions that you have, the prayers that you've written, um, the stories that you tell, the things that you've written, it, it invites not just like individuals to go deeper with their relationship with God, but for families to go deeper together and um, in relationship with God as well. And so what a gift this book is going to be for, for so many families, your, your book's going to be in so many houses. How does that make you feel?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope so.
0: (laughs) It's a, it's a wild thing. I feel
1: like any, any book that is held, you know um, you, you might feel this way too, Tanner, but whenever I see somebody like, tangibly holding my book. I'm like, those are, those a real person. Those are real human hands, you know, and I don't, I don't ever take any of that for granted.
0: Yeah. My, my first thought is, all right. Are you sure? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a, That's the best book you could find. Good luck, buddy. Uh, I know. <laughs> no, it's, it's always, it's always so honoring when you yes. create something or when you write something that, and, and I don't know about you, but one of my, my favorite compliments to get as as a writer is when somebody says you put into words how i was feeling um and, and that for me it kind of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning when you're talking about you know being in the hospital with with your daughter and someone handing you a book of prayers that you were able to to pray because you just didn't have the words like they 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 put into words you know what you were thinking what you were feeling what you were going through and again i think every season sacred is is going to be that for so many people Thank you. <laughs> um, what so what is your ultimate hope for this book?
1: Gosh, that's a good question. You know, I think just that people will feel known and loved by God, you know mm-hmm. that uh, there's so many people that maybe stopped going to church in 2020 and haven't been back and I wanted to make yeah. sure, Okay, can you hear that siren in my back in the background?
0: A little bit, but it's okay.
1: okay. They're testing the tornado sound. So. <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> it's a good time to do it. Wednesday yeah. at eleven o'clock. Perfect time. Yeah, so great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. Oh that's my what gosh! This, see, that, that's what this podcast is all about. Is very we're just we're just hanging. We're just you know. <laughs> some would say we are just happy to be here I have a hard time listening to those podcasts and I said this thing at the beginning but like where it's just so perfectly like the conversation feels so manicured it's like that doesn't feel like real life like I want to be one of those podcast hope hosts who stumbles over his words like you know something like that I want (laughs) I want sirens to be going off I'm waiting for my dog to bark and
1: that's
0: okay it's real
1: life it's real life because that's you know we're humans and (laughs) living in the real world and that's what I wanted, you know, this book is to be applicable to your actual everyday life. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's not like a book that's going to fix everything or, you know, make everything all better or pretty or neat or perfect. But yep. it's just, it's, you know, and I think our our writings are very similar. We want uh to offer mercy for your mess, right? is to just yeah, kind of bring perfect. something hopeful for it. You can use that in future I know, was going to say, where yeah, were you when we
1: were writing the back of the book? There it is. Hey,
0: I'm happy. <laughs> Call me up for the next one. I'll be there. All right. Um, but, but it's just like, you know, the the words that, you know, one of the ways that I've been describing my, my, my writings recently is I, like, I just want it to be a handwritten note that is slid across the table, oh, yeah. padded twice and say, you know, mm. this is for you. Take it, take it or leave it. Um
1: I think you do but, that really I think you do that really well.
0: Thanks. It's yeah. I, what a what a what a fun job it is that we get to have to be I to be writers. I, the other day I was I was working and I was like, I can't believe that this is my job. And then I started to freak out because I was like, oh my goodness, this is my job. Like Yeah, don't
1: think about it yeah. too much or you will yeah. absolutely panic. <laughs> or yeah. Or,
0: or okay, when is it gonna go away? Like, you know, when am I really yeah. gonna screw this all up? Yeah,
1: yep. yep. <laughs>
0: um, did you I have bet somebody
1: this... else feels that way too?
0: <laughs> oh, all day, the whole the, all the time. I'm always like, This is so like, and I'm sure you feel this way. And I keep saying that. So if you're like, hey, stop saying, I'm sure you feel this way, but like we have worked so hard. To kind of get to where we are and it's such a gift and it's such an honor and the last thing i would want is for it to just go away you know yep um
1: yeah that's right i just yeah.
0: i just want to keep putting in the 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 good work mm-hmm. um do you have and this is i didn't send you this question beforehand but um from the book from your new one every season sacred do you have a like one that sticks out like a, a favorite or one that you just are like so glad that it's that it's in the book.
1: Oh my gosh! Whether... that's like choosing me, that's like telling me to choose like one of my favorite child or something. Well, you,
0: you, you can do that after you can you can do that after this. But I was going to. I, you know, gonna ask that I question. really,
1: I really love the reflections. So you know, there's 52 mm-hmm. reflections, one for each week of the year, and I really like the reflections where I integrate. Um, stories about my neighborhood, because Mm -hmm. place has been such an important part of my life. And I think that's an important part of all of our lives, Mm -hmm. where we live, where we're spending our time, it matters, you know. And so um, I write about the house that we moved into in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of a blizzard, and why we kind of chose the neighborhood we did and the history of our House, which is a former convent for the Sisters Mm. of Mercy. And so it just has this deep history just within the walls of our home. And our neighborhood is, you know, some people might say it's a neighborhood on the wrong side of the tracks, but Mm. I see Jesus here all the time. And it's just such a really cool mix of all different types of people, all different socioeconomic statuses, races, cultures, politics. And I just, you know, we have this neighborhood that faces a square and it's like a park, you know, in the middle and our houses face it. And I just love that community aspect. And so I wanted to kind of incorporate like where I've gotten it wrong in my neighborhood and what I've learned in my neighborhood and, and what, it's looked like for our family to start trying to actually live into loving our neighbors as ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, but the cover of the book is a, is a stained glass window. It's a Mm -hmm. kind of a old cathedral style window. And that actually comes from a sketch from some windows in my house. So that's really special because I love the imagery of a window um, Mm -hmm. because we're, we're looking inside and we're looking out through that, right? And yeah. um, you know, faith is looking through a glass darkly, and I just, yeah, i I love those um glimmers of my neighborhood and and my home that are in the book
0: it's it's awesome. I'm so excited for people to get this book. I'm really excited to start reading this book. Um oh, and people might be like, well, you you're gonna have somebody on your podcast whose book you haven't read. Listen, people, I <laughs> I do not have that much time. I'm trying to write books too. I don't have time to read it. You know what I'm saying? Um it's okay. true. It's so true. You know, there's that, there's that, you know, the 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 line or the quote where it's you know writers are readers. And I gotta be honest, like I was not a reader growing up. Mm. My brother, my brother was the reader, which meant, you know, that I couldn't be. But now when I when I pick up a book and read it, I get a couple of pages in and then I get inspired to sit down to write. And so, and it's hard for me to come back to the Mm. book after I'm like, oh my gosh, this book has got me moving. But that's one of, maybe that's why I I like this book so much is that it's not saying read me all in one day. It's saying, Mm -hmm, keep me out and read me, read me every, every other day or, you know, once or twice a week, like let that, like, this is going to be a constant. You don't have to get through this today. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why. Why I write poetry is because you can't read, or you shouldn't like read a whole book of poetry yes. in one day. It's like you know, it's like you don't eat a whole bag of candy in one sitting. Well, at least you, you probably shouldn't. I do, but like you know, take it a little bit out of it at a at a time. Carry it with you. Let it sit and digest and do something, something more than just getting through it. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about this book. I have one last thing that we have to do before this podcast is over, and okay. we need to play a game. Okay.
1: okay, I'm a little the nervous.
0: No, 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 no. The game is called Finish the Sentence. Do you want to guess how the game works or do you just want to go right into it?
1: I, I think it can, I think think it can it? get to the conclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. The way that the game works, I'll I'll spin it for the audience so that they don't get confused, is I will start a sentence. You will finish the sentence. Sounds pretty difficult, I know. <laughs> All, right. All right. The first prompt is, the perfect breakfast is?
1: A breakfast burrito.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. okay, say more.
1: Okay, my, I love a savory breakfast. And mm. um, my husband, he's had a little phase where he was collecting cast iron skillets, <laughs> but he really perfected like a toasted breakfast burrito with like, you know, all like homemade salsa from our garden and just like lots of cheese and bacon and eggs. And so it that sounds really good. I'm kind of getting hungry right now <laughs> thinking about it.
0: <laughs> okay, next prompt. Here's what I know about heaven.
1: Mm. Oh, mm. I don't know. I guess it's perfect. <laughs> yeah,
0: that works. Yeah. yeah, that works. I think that's a, that's a great answer. You can't, it's, there's no, well, I don't want to say there's no wrong answer, but because there might be, but that was not, that was definitely not one of the mm. wrong answers. Yeah. Um, When I wake up tomorrow, I will.
1: Mm. I will. Drink a lot of coffee and help my kids get to school.
0: (laughs) How do you take (laughs) your coffee?
1: I usually drink black coffee. Yeah. I'm Mm kind of boring. If I go to a coffee shop, then I'll get something a little fancier, but I just like a refill. So I just got to keep drinking the the plain black coffee.
0: (laughs) Are there good coffee shops where you're at in Iowa?
1: There are. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to be careful because you could easily spend a lot of money at the coffee shop.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Now, Now, when you write... Um uh, now this is not one of the questions. We'll get back to the game in a minute, but I have self-diagnosed ADD, so watch out. When you Oh, yep, we have that
1: in our home too, so very uh, very aware.
0: <laughs> and that's basically what a podcast is. You have an agenda and then <laughs> yeah, you just start talking on. and you see where it goes. Yeah. Um now let me try to remember what I where I was going. Okay. Um what is your preferred writing space situation? Oh
1: for every season sacred i was really all over the place um i wrote a lot of it over the summer um so i just had to do it anywhere and everywhere you know and i don't know if you do this but i do a lot by hand do you as well
0: i uh i i start a lot of things by hand yep, yep. um Same. i have i mean if i were to show you my desk it's 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 a mess uh, it yeah. is there's so many loose pieces of papers of like to-do lists, words, thoughts, Mm -hmm. near rhymes, um, scribbles that I can read that I don't think anybody else can. Um, Exactly. (laughs) But I think I would say that my best work begins with something jotted down quickly, whether on, um, in a notebook or like my notes app on my phone. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that, that's the same with me. Um, both of those things. So, I, I don't have a lot of quiet in my life. So when I do get quiet, wherever that is, I'm like, okay, I can write and I love, you know, my desk right now is chaotic, but I love mm-hmm. when I clean it off and really take, <laughs> yes. you know, 24 yeah. hours to get it all organized yeah. <laughs> and I can light a candle and I was like, take a breath. And
0: oh, you got okay, candles now. in your office. I'm afraid to do that. I just don't oh, think that's yeah. ever going to well, happen for me. It might be
1: dangerous. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a lot of, there's a lot of paper. Yeah
1: yeah but there was yeah. also a place that I spent a little bit of time at um that's a Franciscan Retreat Center I'm not Franciscan I'm not Catholic but it's only you know less than an hour away from my home mm. and I stayed in this little cabin called a hermitage
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: <laughs> and I'd never done anything like that before but it was just it's this simple simple room you know mm. there's like barely anything and you're just kind of out in in the woods and yeah. i just i just sat there and wrote and just mm. was you know really kind of embodied be still and know that i am god because my life is so all over the place and it is so loud and that was truly a gift and that doesn't come very often to me um so yeah. it stands out as a really special and sacred place but also the kitchen table can be a special and sacred place
0: yes that that sounds like a complete like dream vacation. Like I'm just going to go into the woods and write, yeah. which there's definitely a, a certain breed of people who would really get a lot of enjoyment out of that. And it turns out that's us. So yeah,
1: <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. sounds,
0: it sounds absolutely wonderful. All right. Yeah. Uh, Next prompt. I don't know much, but I know for certain that. Mm. Hope
1: is worth holding on to.
0: I love that. <laughs> um, do you have a like a off the top of your head definition for hope?
1: Oh my gosh! You know, uh, this is what I always say. I have stubborn hope, um, mm. and I have to I have to cling to that sometimes because you know the world constantly gives us reasons not to have hope. Um, And and in some seasons more than others, but Mm. having that stubborn hope that this isn't all there is and that the story isn't over yet and that Mm. I am seen and known and loved by God. uh, That's that's the hope that I have in Christ.
0: Earlier this summer, I I was listening to someone talk about hope and um, he talked about melancholic hope i believe that's what it was now i'm a i have a terrible memory uh which is why i have so many notes but i'm pretty (laughs) sure he was talking about melancholic hope and 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 it's it's that hope that knows i don't know it's like it's like a scarred hope a hope that has seen some things Mm -hmm. you know and i and i kind of feel that a little bit with with stubborn hope where it's and i I, like yeah the 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 wow how is how does the the poem go you know hope is the thing of feathers you yeah
1: know? yeah emily dickens I'm, I'm like
0: and i and, and maybe she's right but i mean hope to me feels more like a wolf mm. you know like it has seen some stuff it has gone yeah. through some things it has some scars but like it's it is it is ferocious it's a ferocious thing it is not it is, it is gentle until it is not, you know?
1: Okay, um, I feel like you need to write that down right now and put it on oh, I have. As a piece I was of actually, paper. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was
0: putting it out there to see if it was correct or not. I'm, you were my test audience on that. Okay. I love it.
1: And I, I would like to like share that imagery specifically with one of my sons who's kind of struggling with some anxiety going back to school. And I just love that imagery of like, you're a wolf.
0: All right. I'm I'm writing it today. it'll be in your inbox. I'm I'm so looking forward to that. (laughs) We'll get to it at some point. It'll come to you. Um, All right. I have two more left. I would tell my eighth grade self that.
1: You know, I would tell my eighth grade self that it doesn't matter. All the things that I was worried about doesn't really matter. It's okay. Mm.
0: It's
1: going to be okay. Yes.
0: Yes. I love that. All right. uh, The last, finish the sentence prompt is every season sacred by Kayla Craig is
1: a resource for actual parents and their actual lives. Awesome. Hopefully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think I, I definitely think that it is. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out and being on the podcast uh, before we jump off and say our goodbyes. Uh, where can people find you and find your your work online?
1: Yeah, well, the easiest place to go is kaylacraig.com from there. You can get links to my books. You can get links to my Substack, which I am trying to be like Tanner and write more regularly. So hold me so accountable to difficult. that. <laughs> um, and then on Instagram, liturgies for parents and Kayla underscore Craig. So I'm all over the internet and I have the Liturgies for Parents podcast too, which Tanner was a guest liturgist for me. I wrote beautiful prayers. So check that out for sure.
0: Awesome. And I'll have all of those links in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you for the great conversation.